Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Who is the oldest goalkeeper to play in a World Cup Finals? The number one podcast. Hello and welcome back to the number one podcast, the football podcast where we chat goalkeepers, gloves, pens, and so much more. I am Lloyd Griffith, a comedian, I guess, a host of various things, and a little sad wannabe goalkeeper. And this is my co-host, a man that owns more pens than pants. It's David Priest. How you doing, mate? How are you? I'm, uh, I'm very well. You're much more of a goalkeeper than I am these days. I know that. Been, uh, been following your, your travels. Yeah, I've, I've, had a, I've had a decent week, mate. Right. Um, penalty saves? Yeah, penalty save at the weekend at Redditch United against uh, a charity team. Who's the taker? Anybody? Uh, uh, just uh, b- bless him. He was like, he runs the charity called okay. Avers Angels in Redditch. And he was like, oh, if I get a penalty, you let me have it. So he runs a charity. He... he he creates lots of uh, uh, lots of money for charity. See you know, what you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and you decided to uh, save his penalty. A clean sheet is a clean sheet, mate, and that is my charity. As it was, I let in eight anyway, so it doesn't really matter. It was a proper rugby score. I think it was like fifteen eight by the end of it. Um, they brought on the lad at half time who should have been playing the whole. He was in, absolutely sensational. Oh, do you and only play the first half, like did you? No, no, I played uh, both, but I mean, I, I was I'd only let one in in the first half, and then this lad came on and he should be playing. He should be selected for England squad. He was absolutely insane. Um, but I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is the fact that I played a game last week at a stadium in Liverpool called Anfield. All right, OK. And I kept a clean sheet. It was full Did 90 minutes against the Cheshire FA. They were a decent set of uh, lads and ladies. Um, and they were a, a very tasty team, but we managed to keep a, a clean did you, sheet. Did you make a few saves? Or? I made a few saves, but um, the main thing is that a lot of people said that I was, I, uh, was like Edison. Um, oh, really? In that I can't speak English. Thomas Edison. Yeah, Thomas Edison. <laughs> He's the um, explorer, isn't he? Inventor. Inventor. Yeah. He invented the... Um, Inventor. He invented the TV, didn't he? Or is that Jeff? The light bulb. The light bulb. Yeah. Oh, bing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I kept a clean sheet at Anfield, and my distribution apparently was incredible. I, I'd love to have seen my stats. I felt like I felt like um, the Trident missile program. Do you know what I mean? Very accurate. Yeah, just have it. Yeah. Very expensive, and a lot of people don't like me. <laughs> uh, just riffing there. That was quite. That's quite funny. Yeah. Um, how are you? You been all right? I'm, I'm very well, mate. I'm just looking forward to. Uh, I, the best thing about the season is that it's not ending. No. 
It's you know that you. It's got, an even year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and we've got the playoffs. We've got the Champions League final, and then we've got a couple of England friendlies, and then went the World Cup. Yeah, and then that's you know you're going well, quite well few, into July. Quite then. a few playoffs as well. Um, well there's, I've, I've been watching quite a few of the the uh, semi-final playoffs. Sad that Lincoln. Um, yeah, very sad, mate. Yeah, very sad. I, I I thought it was going to be a lot closer than that, that second leg, and yeah. uh, and fair play to Exeter, they turned up and they really turned stuff. up. Yeah, they really, really, really turned up. Um, and I, I did a tweet the other week from from the um, from the the Twitter account that we run. It was Scunthorpe's goalkeeper Rory Watson, who ah oh, yes, sorry, yeah, he had a he had a cracking uh, cracking game. Yeah, a young lad. So I think their their goalkeeper was injured uh, in the first. Yeah, leg. Matt Jilks. He, Matt uh, Jilks injured himself with a throw, uh, a throw, didn't he? Yeah, it was all. It was, it was, it was mad because it was like um, when he when he's threw the ball, it's almost like he's he's launched it like a javelin. Yeah. And he's just when he's landed, he's, he's sort of his legs just being too straight, and he looks like he's hyperextended it, and uh, he couldn't carry on, which was a bit of a shame. So I, I like Matt; he's a great keeper, very experienced. Yeah, really experienced, and, and, and it puts a uh, young. Uh, what was he called? Rory Watson, Rory, yeah. yeah. Put Rory right at the uh, firing line. And to be fair to him, did did brilliantly. Mm. Like, you know, was uh, had, had a fair bit to do, but made a, a, a number of decent saves. And I love doing that. I love watching a game where I don't know the goalkeeper, and then I'll just do an, a, like so much research on him. Like, oh wow, do you know what I mean? And I think not to you know not what do I you know know, but I think he's definitely one to look out for in the future. Yeah, and, and he's I think he made his debut sort of early on in the season. Made a few. Uh, appearances and yeah. uh, it's sometimes things like that that's what can make careers yeah. people are thrust into the, into the limelight like that and, uh, you know my mate Luke Steele was he was uh, he'd been at sort of Peterborough then went to Man U and West Brom and his, his career was kind of just sort of plateauing and wasn't going anywhere he's going to get released by West Brom uh, Barn, this is about 2008 Barnsley had a goalkeeping crisis for their FA Cup tie uh, they managed to bring him in on a, an emergency loan uh, to face to Chelsea. They beat Chelsea. Then wow. the, in the quarterfinals, they beat Liverpool at Anfield. And then from then on, he, he signed permanently at Barnsley. And he's, he's had a great career ever since. So it uh, just shows you what, what can happen in a situation like that. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, in the League One uh, leg of the playoffs, uh, Rotherham 2, Scunthorpe United uh, nil, which means it is a Rotherham-Shrewsbury final. So uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, Dean Henderson, again, we talk about him. You know, I kind of know him briefly from his stint at Grimsby and uh, a few uh, few gigs he comes to and stuff. Lovely lad. And uh, it's their second go at Wembley. Obviously, they lost to Lincoln. Um, but they've got a... It's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. Paul Hurst against Rotherham. Absolute Rotherham legend. Yeah. Against um, another Rotherham legend, Paul Paul Warren. It's going to be a brilliant game. I really want to watch it, but it's on, um, it's on Sunday, I think. It is on Sunday, yeah. Um, They've changed I, it around this year because normally the the championship finals on a Monday. Yeah. The last one, so but now it's on the Saturday. I've got a wedding. Okay, I no. just don't think it's justifiable to be able to watch Rotherham versus Shrewsbury Town when I've got no real emotional involvement with it. Two hours at a we- I was a wedding last week. It opened in Venice on Thursday, and I managed to to sneak away to watch the uh, Exeter Lincoln game. So did you? Yeah, did you? I uh, my, fr- my friend Martin and Helen had their uh, I think three year wedding anniversary, and she put a photo on Instagram. And I was like, say, happy, happy anniversary, darling, to uh, husband, my mate, Martin, from school. And there was a photo of me. I went, oh, is that me? Just creeping over his shoulder. She said, yeah, it's the one photo we've got, because most of them, you're on your iPad, mate, watching the Grimsby game. And it was Grimsby Gateshead, I think, where we uh, lost. On the, fi- no, in the final, was it? It was, the, it was a semi-final. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah, but uh, less said about that, the better, really. So it's been, it's been a nice... 
there's been nice bits of football that we can watch, and then it's ramping up towards the uh, the World Cup. We obviously put out the Duncan Alexander Optus special last week, where we're we looked at well. the stats. It did go down very well. So what we're going to do today, we're going to look at what has happened during this season. We're going to be looking at performances, standouts, etc. And we've got a name. It's a name that you came up with. It's called... The Golden Bick Awards. I might even try and put a fanfare in there. Yeah, do that. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I will do, yeah. But keep the, or keep the clapping. That'd be nice. Um, because you're obsessed with Bic pens. Mm. Um, I've been trying to get hold of Bic pen through Twitter, but they are a French company and they have so far been ignoring me. Um, so when we meet these footballers, and it is a when, we will give them... Should we spray paint some big pens? You must be able to buy gold ones. I've not seen gold ones. I've seen metallic, pink metallic ones. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get some gold ones in, won't we? I love the fact that when people people listen to the podcast, whenever they see a four-colour pen, they tweet, tweet it in. I love that. <laughs> it's great. Mm. There was a cartoon one the other week, wasn't there? Loved that. It was uh, Ian, red underscore Ian7, said uh, four-colour pens on Noddy. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's all a little bit of fun. Noddy, you're a big fan of the pod. So, first off, we've, we've had the season. It's finished. We're going to look at best keeper of the season. Now, we'll have a little chat about it, but I think we both are going to go with the same goalkeeper for this mm. one. It's David De Gea. It's got to be, hasn't it? It has to be. Um, if we're looking at sort of purely from a, a shot-stopping point of view, um, it's probably surprising. It's always surprising to see how much he's got to do because he's playing for one of the top six sides. But you know, we know that... Um, Man, you concede a lot of chances, and but they've got they've got the the best in goal, the best shot stopper in goal, and it's clear that now. Friend Sam Jackson, who's I saw this, yeah, he does great uh, great analysis uh, of goalkeepers. Um, he, David De Gea comes out clearly on top of uh, of the shot stopping stats, um, and okay, you know, you look at you know, there's two sort of significant parts of the game, sort of shot stopping and uh, and distribution. The, Two arguably the two best goalkeepers in, in De Gea and in Edison this season. They they both top those. They're both uh, Edison obviously topping the the distribution charts, yeah. and um, you, you can you can pick between the two. Probably the way that uh, people have got their their favourites. Nick Pope will probably be in a lot of uh, a lot of people's uh, top three as well, and quite rightly so. But uh, like I said, just David De Gea for it. it, it just the not it's just a sheer number of saves, but like the the quality of the saves as well. You know, he's uh, he, he does make the simple saves look easy as well. But you know, I mean, for for the for those saves that's that's quite a lot goalkeepers wouldn't get. Yeah. he's one who he's pulls those out. Yeah, and we'll talk. Obviously, it was realistic between him and Edison, and uh, we're going to talk about the World Cup squads uh, later on. Who's playing? Uh, who isn't playing any any standouts, but also interesting about Edison, whether he'll be playing in the World Cup, and David De Gea almost certainly uh, will be. So De Gea wins best keeper of the season. We've got a golden bick uh, waiting for him. Uh, best newcomer. Now we've already chatted about him. I think it has to go to uh, Nick Pope. Mm. Are you uh, are you right in that? Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. For somebody who's you know, maybe he's not dropped in at the at the deep end. You know, he's made the, the gradual climb up the ladder, and maybe that served him better. Where probably it wasn't, it was less of a gamble to put yeah. him in. And the, the the fact that 
Yeah, you've got um, Anna's Lindago, who's a ex Man United keeper, yeah. ex West Brom keeper. I played with it at Odense. He's uh, he's third choice at, at Burnley as well. So he's got experience, and so for for Nick to be above him, the first place to play, and um, and to have the, the trust of his manager, it just showed that well, it, it wasn't it wasn't as much like like I said before, being thrown the deep end. He's uh, but I don't think anybody would have uh, would have guessed that he's he's done as well as what he's done, and and in in eight months going from relative obscurity to uh, to a World Cup squad and. We've spoke about this on it on every uh, on every pod about who we think we should go there, and we've always said that he should be in there. Whether he was going to be, it was a different matter. And yeah. I was still surprised when uh, when Gareth Southgate uh, left Joe Hart out just because of uh, you know he got he stuck yeah and he stuck by him in the past, and I thought he would have done the same again this time. But all credit to Southgate, and I think he's made uh, the right choice and given Nick the the nod. We put a question out on Twitter earlier saying we're doing a podcast later, end of the season review, basically. Who has been your standout keeper this season? And we've got a, a number of responses. Uh, weirdly, uh, must must be a fan. Uh, Ian Seven, red underscore Ian Seven, uh, the noddy watcher. Uh, not a euphemism. Uh, he says Pope, because whilst others may have been better, he cost one to 1.3 million pounds two years ago from Charlton. Um, have others massively improved this season compared to him from you know the EPL debut to World Cup squad in eight months, which is exactly what, what you just said. Yeah, exactly. Va- value for money, and it hasn't. Yeah, exactly, and it hasn't phased him at all. Mm. You know, some goalkeepers we've seen have come in this season, uh, and haven't reacted well to him. Whereas that, he, he has come in, and it just it kind of water off a duck's back. Really, it's been a it's testament to to the mentality of uh, young goalkeepers that are coming through these days. That they they're not looking phased. They're not looking like rabbits in the headlights. You know that we've seen goalkeepers before come through and and, and get a get a few games on the belt, and then it, they're just not up to the you know maybe he's, um, you know they have the talent, but maybe he's not the right mentality to cope with Premier League football and. He's, the, especially the, the the three England goalkeepers that we see in the squad now, they, they've they're unfazed by the every step up they make, and, and Nick's been exactly the same. Uh, also, a uh, little humble brag, he started following me on Twitter last week. So who did uh, Nick Pope? Oh, nice one! So I got a small erection when that happened. <laughs> um, and speaking of erections, we have got the Lazarus Resurrection Award, which is also the most improved award. Now, this is to a goalkeeper that might not have had the best start to a season, but and came under some criticism. But at the end of the season, a lot of people have been patting him on the back. Uh, David Priest, who wins the Lazarus Resurrection Award? Yeah, easy for you to say. It is Loris Carius. Loris Carius. And many people, in, myself included, um, were, were critical of him over the, uh, the the course of the past two seasons. And I did a piece for uh, for Anfield, wrote a bit of a scouting report on him bef- just before he, he was signed, and uh, I watched him quite a bit when he was at Mainz. And so where did you watch him then? When he was at Mainz. Is that where you do you go there to watch him? No, no, just videos watch of the, videos, the games. Yeah. yeah, and um, he was in my eyes, he was an upgrade on uh, Simon Mignolet, but not a massive one, and um, and it looked as if they were both of them very similar uh, when uh, when he first came to the club. Yeah. They, they were. They were hesitant in in everything they did, sort of, uh, and they were conceding. He was conceding goals that you were thinking that uh, he's definitely, definitely should be saving. And things in the in the past six months, things were just turning around massively for him. And a big part of that would be given the the confidence of his manager, given a good run of games. Uh, it's took the pressure off him, knowing that uh, one mistake might mean that he's out of the team again. And he, he has he's just grown and grown and grown and not literally. 
well, not <laughs> not, but in their in, in confidence. Yeah. And he's um, yeah, and on Saturday he's going to be playing the Champions League Cup final. And then he's going to have a holiday for the rest of the summer because at the moment, and it's not going to change. I don't think. In fact, it's definitely not. He's uh, he's not going to the World Cup with the Germany squad, which we'll come on to later on. So we basically put it out to Twitter to say uh, who, who do you think stood out. I'm just we'll just scan through. Uh, Justin Bryant said uh, De Gea is peerless, um, but probably doesn't need to be taken uh, talking about much more. Pope is a great story. He is <laughs> Panini cheapstakes. So the person that basically draws the uh, the Panini stickers there themselves said hard to look past this chap, and it's a picture of De Gea. Um, which is a very funny uh, picture. We'll, we'll retweet that out to the. Uh... There's a guy. If, if anybody's ever in Soho, there's a, uh, in, oh. in Dean Street. There's a, um, a, a burger and lobster. Oh yeah. There's a uh, there's a guy who a waiter in there, and he, he's this spitting image of David De Gea. Really? Yeah. So like he was serving just as I was leaving. I thought I've got to say something. He says, uh, "Excuse me, mate," and he turned around. And he went, "Yeah, I know. I look like David De Gea." <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I look like him. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my mate Higgin looks like him as well. Really? Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. A few times, like in the shops, people are like, "Is that David De Gea?" Going, no, mate, not in LD. Do you know what I mean on Acre Lane? <laughs> it's actually little. Sorry, I'm uh, accuracy of that story. Uh, a few people. Um, so already covered. Ian uh, Nick Punter says Bartos uh, Bilikowski, which we're going to chat uh, about later on. He says also Pope and De Gea. Uh, Trevor Holden uh, says uh, Matty Ryan for the team that he was playing in. I think Matty Ryan definitely deserves a little nod for the season. Cracking, yeah, cracking I mean, first season in the Prem. I mean, look, you know, talk about best newcomers, and we, we've, um, you know, we've perhaps been a, a little bit disrespectful to uh, to Edison because it, it obviously it is his first season. But there is there's there's Matty Ryan who's he, he's you know the first couple of games here. I'm not saying he didn't look nervous, but he made a couple of a couple of errors that. Yeah, you know that you wouldn't expect a keep of his stature to make, but it didn't phase him at all. No. He's come through and uh, he's he's had a hell of a season. And as newcomers go, nobody's done a, a, as good a job as uh, as Martin Dubravka at uh, Dubravka, absolutely at, at Newcastle. And it's he's just continued his his form all the way through. He's just beat every game. He just kind of think, you know, he made his debut against Man United, did brilliantly. And you always expect a bit of a drop off, but again, he's he's experienced. You know, he's not a kid anymore. Uh, and uh, and Newcastle look, look like they've got themselves a, a really good goalkeeper. And it's re- really interesting to, to see what happens next year. Because like I said, he, you know, you expect them to have a little bit of a drop off because it's, you know, it's perhaps like uh, like I said, you're playing against Man United, you can raise your game a little bit. But he's continued all the way through. It doesn't matter who he's playing against. Any news on developments as to whether he's going to sign a contract for Newcastle yet? Well, they, they've got the option on them. I think it's six million that uh, they're going to pay for him. So it, uh, it, at the minute, it looks like yeah, that's where he's headed. Uh, also coming up, and uh, Gary Greenfingers. Oh, Gary, I really hope that is your uh, proper name. His uh, Twitter handle is melting underscore goat. He says, Jam, uh, Jam Sonston. Sam Johnston has been superb and would have been in the England mix if he wasn't at a championship club. Uh, what are your thoughts, David? Yeah, he's had a very good season. I mean, apart from... That, uh, that howler. Well, yeah, he, I mean... That he, howler. He, he, sh- he should have been sent off, really. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, the, I know the rules have changed about conceding penalties and things like that, but obviously he was a handball outside the box. <sighs> In my mind, he knew what he was doing, so he's really lucky there. So, I mean, fair play to him. Good luck to him. He, he got away with it. So I, I, like, we'd all like to get away with stuff like that. Aston Villa playing Fulham in the Championship 
playoff final. Yeah, that's a, a big game one. that's worth. I think it, at last recollection, it was uh, fourteen billion pounds. <laughs> um, it keeps increasing uh, as as the days go by. Um, be good to see him in the Premiership. Yeah, it will be. But um, I think uh, recall for, for, no for, for well from what I've been told that regardless of whether Villa go up or not, that. Um, He'll probably be in the chap in the Premier League next season because if he do if he goes up with Villa, obviously they'll want to uh, sort of secure his services again next year. And but if if they don't go up, then there's a, a few uh, a few Premier League clubs that are willing to take him off uh, Man United's hands for I think for about six seven million. And he's a uh, I'd like to see him there. I mean, Man United have got a, a number of decent keepers, and uh, Mourinho has always been quite. Um, forward in saying I have got some of the world's best keepers here and obviously Sam Johnston and Pereira, Sam you've got yeah. you know you've got Pereira and uh, also Romero. Romero and then obviously you've got um, Dean Henderson who's out on loan at, at Shrewsbury and if you look at Sam Johnston you know he's he's done a fair old stint on you know in loans Oldham Scunthorpe Walsall Yeovil uh, a couple of stints at Doncaster two at Preston two at Villa so yeah, it was a big. He's, he's got the experience. Yeah, this was a big season for him, and, and he's he's passed it with flying colours. You know, Villa probably haven't been sort of firing on all cylinders all season, no. but uh, you know, if they come through this Saturday and go up, it'll be a hell of a season for him. Oh. And, and he'll have proved that you know that uh, he's, he's more than just a good prospect. Yeah. Um, so a, a few people, all, you know, all coming through. Uh, the Lewis Bell saying Matty Ryan, but half a season for uh, Dubravka has been a revelation. Uh, James Stewart, Dubravka, arguably the biggest uh, difference to a team. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for all uh, your suggestions uh, on those. I mean, we, we should uh, we actually should give one uh, special prize out. I'm going to call it the Rene Hagita Baller of the Year Award. We have to give one to Edison because he, he he has been fantastic this season, and it seems a little sort of. That says it seems a little harsh from that you know that he doesn't get the, the keeper of the year, but it's it just shows you how good David de Gea is, though. It is one of those seasons though where he, he didn't do anything wrong, yeah. but David de Gea just kept making save after save after save. What we'll do, we'll give him just like a normal pen. We won't give him a four colour pen. We'll just yeah. give him an absolute normal pen. Uh, and a special mention, uh, I think, and uh, I think you, you you know you want to mention it. Uh, congratulations to James McEwen, uh, Grimsby Town's goalkeeper, on signing another three-year contract. Yeah, um, well done to him. Which again gave me another little um, uh, tingling moment downstairs. Well, I, I was going to comment on his picture because Grimsby put a, obviously put a picture of him signing his contract. And yes. Yeah, and, it, and I was going to just put one where it says, um, "When you've got to sign a new contract at three, but you've got GCSE maths at seven. because <laughs> he looks like he's taking a test at school. Uh, do you know what? I'll tell you a little story about that uh, that photo. Um, so Grimsby Town, when they used to sign footballers, up until a few years ago. They've never signed footballers, Grimsby. Oh, here we uh, go. Bloody Nora. Rugby players they signed. And they used to sign them and used to give them a Bic, a normal Bic, yeah, yeah. just like a little shitty blue Bic. And so they used to get players in and then have a photo signing their contracts last year in their GCSEs and they'd have it with a little shit blue Bic. And I was like, that's... You, well, lads. Why would you... What, what should they have, like a quill? No, just like yeah, a decent like pen. A big fountain, lovely fountain pen. No, but you wouldn't get Man United or like Paris Saint-Germain or Juventus signing someone with a dog shit pen, would you? And well, I don't know about that because, I've, I, you know, for somebody who's obsessed with pens, I've never really looked at the pens when people are signed. Maybe I'm going to do that. Well, if you look at the photo of James McEwen signing his new contract, you will see that he is holding quite a nice pen. And a few years ago, I made it my uh, mission to go out and buy a nice pen. I did a little social media story, like getting a new pen to Grimsby. And then they did a little photo, like, oh, new arrival. Mm. 
Uh, and now every Grimsby Town player that signs, signs with a pen that I bought them. Oh, so nice. there's a nice little pen theme going through, isn't there? Yeah. So he signed with uh, with the pen that I, I bought. So. Oh, beautiful. Nice touch uh, that light. Yeah. But, uh, to be fair, most of the time when I signed my contracts, I was ma- uh, the, the clubs always made me sign them in pencil. <laughs> just in case, just just wait and see. I well, went for the first couple of weeks. I could just rub out my signature. How weird! Why is this on a napkin? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a proper uh, contract, Precy. You just got to sign it. Oh, honestly, it's a Pret napkin. They don't have Pret's up north, do they? Do they? Pret. Yeah. Oh, they do, man. Sure yeah, they do. I'm sure they do. Uh, actually, well, we say that. Um, what's his name? Guy, a friend of mine. I met him. Plays Barcelona. Messi. Uh, he had a contract uh, basically signed on a napkin. From uh, Carlos Resach. Very good story. Did Google it. it. We have not oh. got time to talk about it. Well, it's funny you should mention that because I, I was go. sitting next to a guy who's, uh, he, he told me he was a fil- film producer. So when I was watching the FA Cup final on Saturday, I'd done this thing at Chordy Chow's. And um, he was, um, he, yeah, he just, he was a really nice guy. Yeah. You know, it's very t- chatty, you know, just, uh, and he tell me about he lived in LA for six months and then he was, uh, uh, he lived in LA for six months, London another six months and he's got doing this film, he just oh. started naming, yeah, exactly, and, like, and he, just, he just dropped that in, he just went there, yeah, I was in uh, Lionel Messi's house a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, oh, what? He says, yeah, I just went round there, well, a friend of mine's a friend of his and we were just round, he says, oh, he's a very humble guy and all that. And yeah. That's what we all say, Nath. Mate, unbelievable. Yeah. He's, no, genuinely, I have met He's a Messi. humble guy and surprisingly funny. He's, uh, well, we had a good old laugh, me and, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Messi. We had a great time. Um, Google the video, uh, Luger of EA Sports, and you'll see that that is a true story. So, on to the England squad, and we'll do another little fanfare slash music now. It's been announced, and it is the three that we wanted to go. It is Jack Butland, Jordan Pickford, and Nick Pope. And we've covered a lot of it. But they're the three goalkeepers that, for the whole of the season, we've been saying need to, need to be going. Yeah, and it's uh, it's the three that deserve to be going, and it's it's, it's the right choice in the end. And it's um, it's a tough road back for for Joe Hart now, you know, is. because it, I think a lot depends on uh, it, obviously a lot depends on where he ends up next season. And uh, it, it, can you imagine? You know, he's got a year left in his Manchester City contract. Imagine if he spent two years away, he knows he's not wanted, yet there's a strong possibility he could be walking back through those doors at the training ground at Manchester City of Carrington. And, you know, and back into... And it must be really... It would be really strange for him, like, you know, it's... Do you think he wants to be back there? Well, look, he's got the security of that year. I mean, he probably doesn't need the security of another year's money, but... He's got the security, so he can he's give himself a little bit a bit of time. There's not that much urgency about getting a new club, but I'm sure that he wants to get somewhere and just be sorted and just he's just go and, and just and start rebuilding his career again because it, he's taken a hell of a lot, oh, of, course, yes. lot of knocks and and oh, I said I, I've I've criticised him in, in in the past as well and it when he was when when the when the squad came out you know the the first thing I thought was just I just felt really sorry for him like you know of a lot course. of because. I know a lot of people just think, oh, yeah, and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and say, yeah, he, deser- he, he deserves it. And, he's, and it's hard because he, he's, I don't think he's the, he just, I don't know put this, a lot of people just don't take to him you yeah. know, as a person, as a character. And, and it's it's difficult because obviously they don't know him that well. They only see what they see sort of it when they're uh, on the pitch or uh, when a mic and a camera's shoved in your face and, that you you know yourself. That's yeah. never the real you, you know. And it's it no. and you always act differently. But it's 
it, like I said, I, I felt a lot of sympathy for him because it's it, it, it must be tough, you know, to, it's a big fall for him. Yeah. And um, so, I, I mean, I do hope that, uh, you, you know, he, he knuckles down and, and, and gets himself back into to the, the shape he was before and, and, th- and in the formulas before. He's, he's 31 years old. I think the biggest situation was Pep Cardiola came in and said he, he didn't want him. I think then, and obviously this is just an opinion, um, I think then he should have left Manchester City. He obviously wasn't going to get in. He knew that Pep had a way of playing. He went to Europe, went to Italy to try and play in that way. Um, whether or not that was the right choice, you know, we'll never know. And then he's gone to West Ham. And you just think, the poor lad's probably not settled. If he goes to a club that wants him, mm-hmm. you know, that will offer him a couple of years contract, whoever that may be, you know, even saying, "Look, come here," but you're gonna have to fight for your, you're gonna have to fight for first place. You're not gonna guarantee first first choice because you're still a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. But how can you feel settled at a club when you've basically just been passed well, around? You, I mean, you you can't. I mean, it, it's it. You get a lot of players who are coming on loan and in in football, you come into a dressing room and sometimes within a, a week or two, you can feel like you've been there forever. Like you know, footballs. Yeah. It's the dressing rooms are very inclusive. You've you've. In a in a group of twenty five lads, you, you know you, you've always going to find your, your group that you that you're with and uh, who you can get along with, and uh, in, in most dressing rooms, he probably in, especially in England, he'll, he'll know the majority of them anyway, oh, of course, you know, yeah. either playing against or playing with them. But now he's faced a situation where, uh, you know, he say about he, he should have went somewhere else rather than going on loan. Well, you know, you, you've got to think about what what choice you've got. Maybe yeah. those choices weren't there, and now he's looking at somewhere. I, I mean, I th- the first team I thought of when I think, well, where can you go now? Is probably somewhere like Wolves, who've just come up and yeah. who've got money to spend, and who uh, who don't have a, a, a you know a regular first choice. I don't know whether uh, oh, yeah, well, sorry, yeah, John Ruddy went there from Norwich last yeah. year. Sorry, but so they got Ruddy there, and, and Carl Akimi is obviously still going through his treatment, so it's. Um, uh, there's still a possibility that there, there'd be a space there for them, but, but like I said, they've been rumoured about you know making bids for Jack Butland, so it's just shows their intent. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. But you know, by all accounts, he is a nice guy. Um, the house is absolutely fucking full of head and shoulders. FYI, is it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, there's one thing it. you can say, you know, you can't say about Joe Hart is that he's got dirty hair. You no, can't say that about him. no dandruff. No either. dandruff. I two things. Yeah. So. You know, whatever's gone on, he's got clean hair and no dandruff. And the other, so the three keepers that we've got, so I've got nine appearances between them. Mm-hmm. But we've gone on form this year. This year, the keeper, the three goalkeepers that have played consistently well for the last two or three years, two years, one or two years, sorry, not two or three years. So I'm, I'm excited. I really am excited. I think Pickford probably is the first choice that everyone thinks is going to start, but we'll never know. But what you do know is that you've got three goalkeepers that can probably stand up to the, you know, to the challenge. I wouldn't argue against any of them playing. You know, if uh, whatever keep, whichever keeper that Gareth puts in, I'd be quite happy. You know, I wouldn't be panicking with any of them. Um, three different keepers in the in the role, right in the, in the styles and the way that have played this season. But I just think with we said about before about uh, Jordan, the way that he plays and how comfortable he is with the ball at his feet and. Obviously, playing against a, in a couple of sides where we we should be the superior side in the, in Tunisia and Panama, where we might have a lot of the ball and the, the importance is 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 on the the build up player. Then he's going to be there, and especially if we play with three at the back. 
you know, sometimes if teams are going to take advantage of teams at three the, uh, with three at the back, playing three at the back, it's going to be down the sides. If, if there's a quick transition, turnover ball, and they hit us down the sides uh, with through balls and longer balls, trying to uh, try to get down the side of us. He's the one who's, like I said, against Holland, you know, that, that when yeah. he came out to the, in the right-back area, started off a, an attack and we scored the goal from it. So he's definitely the one for me still. Let's quickly do like a, a round-up of uh, other international call-ups with goalkeepers, um, you know, as, as the headlines. We'll start with Germany and we'll just quickly whittle through these. Manuel Neuer. It wasn't expected that he was going to get a call-up and he's in the provisional Germany squad. He's not played since September following foot surgery and he's remained an unused substitute during Bayern's uh, 3-1 uh, defeat to Eintracht Frankfurt on, on Saturday. But he's retained the number one jersey in the Germany squad um, for matches against Austria and Saudi Arabia ahead of their World Cup defence. And it basically means that the any player that has got 23 or above... Uh, are, are in a chance of missing out and that goes to Paris Saint-Germain keeper Kevin Trapp who is I think number 24 yeah. so I mean it's a bold statement isn't it saying he's coming in even though he hasn't played yeah and I think the uh, Joachim Love has uh, he said he's our captain so he has to be there but on the other other side of the coin you've got um, uh, Oliver Kahn who's, who's come out and said that there's no way in the world that uh, after a full season out that you would expect um, Manuel Neuer to put in uh, a top-class performance because he's been out that long, and I can see where he's coming from. You know, he's it's important, especially as, as a goalkeeper. It's important to get those games under your belt to to uh, you know, to, to get those game situations uh, practiced because yeah. you, 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 it doesn't matter how much training you do. It's, it's the games where the, the count and the games where you get your uh, get your feel back into the into in match football and they're in a strong position the, 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 because I don't know if there's much pressure on uh, Joachim Love to, to play Neuer but he, he's got a, a keeper in uh, to Stegen who's, oh, who's, who's come yeah. off a brilliant season who's really he's always been a promising goalkeeper but he's really improved come through the last couple of seasons and um, so they, again they're, they're in a position where if, if Manuel Neuer you know I'm not. It's it's difficult because I, I'd imagine that Manuel Neuer in training still looks the imperious uh, 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 goalkeeper that he yeah. always has been. So it's going to be a difficult call. So that that Germany squad, you've got uh, Bernd Leno uh, for Bayer Leverkusen, Manuel Neuer obviously by Munich, Stegen at Barcelona, and then Kevin Trapp from Paris Saint Germain. We've talked about taking goalkeepers based on form and statistics from this year. We've talked about him already. Obviously, he's d done well in England. Um, Carrius, mm. he's not in the squad. He's not even in the under-21s. He's playing on Saturday in the Champions League final, and yet he's going to have a nice summer off. Is, yeah. is, would he be fuming? Possibly, because I mean, I don't think Kevin Trapp's played uh, much football this season because Ariola's been playing with Paris Saint-Germain. But um, and I think he's is Kevin Trapp is he off to? Um, well, there's, there's been rumours for the last three or four months as to where he's, he's going to be going. I've, has he not got? Has he not got uh, Dortmund? Well, he played his. Um, he, he played on uh, on the eighth of May in the Copa de France final uh, when they beat Le Herbie, I think. Um, I think it was two 0 So he's he's almost been. Um, he's basically he's been dropped since uh, twenty sixteen really for Areola. So I think that. But either either way, do you know what I mean? How can you take Trap? 
who hasn't played that well this hasn't played that much this mm. season has almost been you know the Willy Cavallero of, uh, of of PSG, yet not take Carius, who's in a Champions League final and has been, has improved so much. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just it. It, it must be down to you know it's preference and, and different skill sets that keepers have gotten. You know, it, it, like I said before this season, it, it, I mean, it, Kevin, when Kevin Trapp played last year, he was he was involved in the, the PSG side that uh, that was the one four nil at, um, yeah. at, at the new camp. And was it, it was four nil at the new camp? Think, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, so it's um, yeah, it, it's it's just down to preference, and if, if somebody's Sometimes, especially with international squads, it's 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 more difficult to, to get out of the squad than it is to get in it. Yeah. So it's um yeah so he, he finds himself a lot he carries, but it's he's probably just made a play too late for it uh, this season. Next, we're going to look at Egypt. Why are we looking at Egypt? Well, very good question. Uh, Egypt's Esam Al Hadari is on his way to becoming the oldest person to play in a World Cup match. The 35-year-old goalkeeper uh, was chosen by their coach this week in a 29-man preliminary World Cup squad. He's currently playing for and captaining Al Taun in the Saudi Professional League. And he's got 156 appearances for Egypt. If if he plays, he'll eclipse the record set by Colombian goalkeeper Farid Mondragon. Do you remember Mondragon? I can't, mate. I can't remember. Can you, remember, can you name me one or two teams that you play for? Um, Independiente, Galatasaray. Yes. yes. Um, one more and I'll buy you a pick. Uh, oh, you've run out of time. That's a shame. Penarol, uh, no? No. One, one FC Köln. Okay. He played for. Oh, did he play in Germany? Did he? Yeah, he played in Germany. Uh, so the Colombian goalkeeper. So he is currently the question at the beginning of the podcast. He is currently the oldest goalkeeper to play in a World Cup finals. Uh, but Esam Al Hadari could overtake him uh, if he plays this forty-five. I know. World Cup. Honestly. It's insane, isn't it? Uh, I have trouble getting out of bed. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why you have to FaceTime me though. It's, it's weird, mate. Um, next up, we look at Argentina. Argentina? Argentina. It's a, it's a new team. Um, Argentina. Now, their goalkeepers are Sergio Romero, who is second choice at Manchester United, Willy Caballero, who is second choice at Chelsea, and uncapped at international level, Franco Armani. Um, Giorgio. Uh, he's going to have a crack Giorgio's teammate. <laughs> he's going to have a lovely... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
suit their own age. I mean, oh, etc., etc., and also etc. That's interesting, isn't it? Argentina taking three goalkeepers that basically don't play first team football. Yeah, uh, it it just shows you that you know. Never mind the problems we've had about choosing a goalkeeper. At least they're all playing, you know. Yeah. But the one thing that Sergio Romero has has proved in his time at Man United is that uh, his inactivity in first team games doesn't seem. No, it it doesn't. uh, Every time he's came into to the team, uh, more often than not, he's he's done really well. Yeah, and yeah, and especially last season when he was involved, he he played in the Europa League final and he played a lot of games last season. So he's even though he's second choice, he still played a lot of football. And um and uh, and kept his, his place as, as number one. I think uh, didn't Caballero only get his uh, Argentina debut last year or this was year? Was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, wow. I might be. I might be wrong. There. He looks eighty four, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he, he looks he looks like Uncle Fester. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, we move on to Spain next. Uh, their goalkeepers are David de Gea, Pepe Reina, and Kepa Arizabal. I was going to say, so Kepa Arizabalaga. Is that uh, right? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, do, do you know how to say that? You just watch me. No, no, oh, I, okay. I don't actually call him Kepa. Um, Atletico Bilbao. Right. He's there. He's there. Uh, again, you've got David de Gea, who's arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the world at the moment, if not the best. Uh, you then got Pepe Reina, who is, as everyone's been talking about it, a World Cup head, someone that is going to a tournament with a lot of experience. And then he's taking a young lad who's had a decent season, apparently, by the council, did a bit of research this morning. That seems like a nice little trio of goalkeepers to take. Yeah, it's, it's a real good mix, that as well. And yeah, Pepe Reina's done that before. I think, you know, he was... He was uh, on the bench alongside uh, Victor Valdez and uh, and Casillas in in past because uh, he's past got he's got a he's got a fair amount of uh, he's got a fair amount of caps he's got thirty six so he's actually got eleven more uh, nine more than, uh, than than David de Gea so that'd be good you know what I mean as like the uh, the father figure the yeah and, and again he's still come he's, he's still performing at the highest level you know mm. I think there was talk of him going from Napoli to AC Milan so I don't know if that's uh, that's working out or not but he's uh, he's still performing great for for Napoli. Uh, Australian ex Matty Ryan we've talked about him he's had an cre- incredible season in the Premier League uh, and also Brad Jones uh, Brad yes. Jones is going to be going to the World Cup which is great well do you know what we've talked about resurrections and yeah. and, uh, and he's sort of he's definitely resurrected his career over in Holland with, with, with Feyenoord so yeah. he's, he's uh, the move to Liverpool obviously he was never going to turn nah. that down going from Middlesbrough to, to, to Liverpool it didn't quite work out for him when he did get his chance in, in cup games it's you know, he, he didn't really perform to his, to his best, but he's, he's went over to Holland, like I said, and uh, he's flying again. Um, also flying. <laughs> Although, to be fair, he might take a, uh, a coach because it's actually at mainland. Uh, Denmark's Kasper Schmeichel will be there. Nice. To, good to see him. Yeah. I think he'll be f- first choice. Not yeah. really anything to talk about. Just that it's nice to have a Schmeichel well, in the World Cup. Well, yeah, of course there is. And uh, that's, I was thinking about this, this uh, today about you know the different, uh, all, all the keepers that got the World Cup from the Premier League. 17, uh, 17 in, in total, I think. Are there? Yeah. Good uh, start. And... Uh, and, and Kasper, I mean, looking back at his uh, his season, and just I don't know, it just seems like a bit of a, a bit of a non-season for me. Yeah. I know, and it sort of tapered off because it towards the end of the season didn't play the last few games. Ben Hamer, Ben Hamer came in, yeah. So it was uh, it's just a it's been a funny old year for him. And also Jonas Lossel is uh, is in in the squad as well. Um, I, I guess quite good. They can have Premier League chat. You know what I mean. Well, I dare say they will do, yeah. Well, I mean, another one who, service stations uh, in, in the UK. Another one who surprised everyone as well. So you know, Russell, yeah, yeah he come in. I think, and a lot of people who had a good knowledge of the of the Bundesliga thought that he was uh, 
you know, that, that he, w- he wasn't going to be a success at all. He was going to struggle in the Premier League and uh, he's, he's been an integral part of them staying in the league. Uh, Brazil. Brazil have two very good goalkeepers. One has won the Premier League and the other one is Alisson. Mm-hmm. Who starts? Well, it looks like TT is going to have uh, going to have Alisson in goal, but uh, I mean they can flick a coin for all I care. Oh, you know? it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Alisson play uh, uh, at the World Cup. There's still a lot of talk about uh, about Liverpool. Maybe he's being priced out at the minute, and yeah. you know I was talking to somebody on Saturday who, was, who mentioned that uh, that Real Madrid, you know, if they uh, obviously they they do very well to prize David de Gea from uh, from Man United. That yeah. that doesn't look like it'd be silly money, wouldn't uh, it? Well, it, it would have to be, but I think Rome have said as well. You know, if they're going to pay for uh, for for Edison, uh, not Edison, uh, Allison, Allison. they're uh, they, they're going to have to fork out as well, but. It's, uh, it'd be exciting to see how he plays now, and I'd, I'd quite fancy him to make it, make somebody this uh, during the World Cup. <laughs> you reckon? If I if I can get a price for uh, if he can make a player, then I'll, I think I'll take it. Uh, so Edison probably have a, like a nice little chilled summer. Yeah, really. and uh, third choice Casio. Casio, yeah, Great, <laughs> loves a headband, doesn't he? Mm. Absolutely loves a headband. Yeah. Uh, Belgium, Courtois, he's probably going to be the number one goalkeeper for them. Also in the squad, called up Mignolet. Yes, and Mignolet, and uh, <laughs> it, it's a strange one. This one because they've they've called up four goalkeepers. Yes, which is uh, well, uh, I, I, maybe uh, somebody will credit us on this, but that's that's got to be unprecedented. Four, and, and it makes you wonder why. Um, Quite a few. Roberto Martinez. Yeah, but but that's their actual squad. Though some of these squads are provisional. Yeah, I think so. It, it's uh, for them to. To spend four spaces on goalkeepers, I, I don't know. It's just it, it's baffling when you, especially when you think that uh, Nangaland's uh, yeah, he's been, he, been left out as well. So that's a bit of. A, I mean, if I was him, I, I mean, he's uh, he's retired off the back of this. He's, he said he's yeah. he's taking international retirement, which I don't blame him. Being losing out <sighs> in the taking of goalkeeper he's in, not in your place. Is he? No, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, and he, he's a great player, like you know. Uh, the last team I want to uh, talk about, um, just because I think that the lineup of goalkeepers, I mean, you take absolutely any of these in the Premier League. Some of them have played in the Premier League. Some of them might be uh, next season, I'm not sure. Uh, Poland. So they've got Bartos, Bielowski for Ipswich, uh, Fabianski yeah. for Swansea at the moment, um, Lukas Skorupski for Roma, Roma yeah. and uh, Wojciech Szczesny for uh, Juventus. Yeah. I mean, you probably wouldn't think of it, you know. Oh, Poland, but that's that's four decent goalkeepers yeah. there. I mean, they've got a good good, good history, a good uh, lineage of uh, of goalkeepers, and it's. I mean, I, I'm I've just used lineage. I'm I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure whether that's uh, it's the correct term to use in these. Uh, Take it, mate. In this contents, contents, context, context. But um, I'm going to use it anyway. I'm going to stick with it. Um, but they they have they've got a, a great history of yeah. goalkeepers, and it's uh, a great strength and depth. Strength and depth. I'm, I, do you yeah. know what? I'm, I feel like I'm... Uh, dip, 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 <laughs> scat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who has got more caps for Poland? Is it Fabianski or is it Chesney? It's Chesney. It is Fabianski with 43, Chesney with 33. Who is older, Fabianski or Chesney? Fabianski. It is Fabianski, 33, yeah. and Chesney is 20. And you've got Arthur, Arthur Boric as well. Arthur Boric, yeah, yeah. who's not... Not, no, he's not just going. a new contract at Bournemouth, though. He's just, yeah, new co- contract at Bournemouth, but will not be playing 
uh, at the World Cup. So there's a lot of goalkeepers to look out for, and it'd be interesting to see if anyone you know does stand out from 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 the crowd. Uh, anyone else that you want to touch on at all? Yeah, not really. No, no. Uh, obviously, Hugo Luis is there. Ospina. Who else? Um, I think is Nordfeld Swansea keeper. Yeah, Nordfeld. Yeah, yeah, he's he's in the squad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there'd be a fair few decent uh, uh, goalkeepers there. Um, so I think, to be fair, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be an amazing, uh, amazing summer. Um, what we need to do now is give a, a book away. Uh, it's the Glove Story. Now every week we always talk about Glove Story. It's the book that we give away. We haven't. We've got a supply and demand issue, as I've talked about it. I have forgot to de- demand them um, from the supplier. Um, now it's an amazing book. I just want to quickly talk about where we can get it because we've had a few tweets saying where can we get this now i'm sure most of you know it's called glove story is the number one book for every goalkeeper past and present it's a paperback you can get it from amazon uh they're about 10 pounds they are they, they're not about it is it's 10 pounds it's a cracking book isn't it brilliant. it is a cracking book absolutely and not, brilliant. not only that because it is real nostalgia if you like to this podcast you'll absolutely love reading this book we're both in it pictures and little write-ups and stuff um, go on Amazon just type it in Glove Story the number, uh, just Glove Story Goalkeepers and uh, the amazing thing is that the money uh, supports Willow Foundation Bob Wilson's foundation so uh, do go and get that we have to give away one and we're giving away a book for someone that's given us a four or five star review so uh, David if you can tell us when to stop stop okay it is stopped on Owen E who says awesome podcast keep it up Short and sweet, beautiful. a little bit like me, and, and, and beautiful and succinct. It does. Um, so, uh, Owen, DM us, um, slide right in uh, with your address, and we'll send you one over. Uh, also, what we've got to tell you, we've got some new prizes to be given out. Um, if you like key rings, you're in for a bloody treat. Did you hear me? I went, oof. Yeah. <laughs> Pens and key rings. Yes, please. We should open like a market store somewhere. Uh, you are in for a chance of winning uh, key rings and other paraphernalia if you give us a nice four or five star uh, review on iTunes. They all, they keep coming in. And honestly, it really does help because it then just pushes the podcast up the uh, up the channels. It's quite a niche. It's a niche podcast, isn't it? it is a goalkeeping right. podcast. But we're getting lots of nice comments in the street. Like, even mate Will today was like, oh, I like the podcast. I was like... Why are you listening to that, you little weirdo? Uh, we've got some guests coming up. Um, what we basically wanted to do is just get our feet under the table. Um, so we're going to be getting some goalkeeping guests coming up. We've also got Adam Sells, the owner of Sells Goalkeeping Gloves. Uh, we've done a podcast with him that will go out uh, later on this week or he, next he, week. He was brilliant, wasn't he? And it was absolutely brilliant. I cannot tell you, we were sat in this same studio. He brought in gloves and... We were like kids in a sweet shop, weren't we? Do you know what I mean, we, we had diabetes. Um, <laughs> honestly, we, we, we'll, you have to listen to it, but it's, it was it was amazing. And he's got it's a really good story about our, our, our basically a man who was a goalkeeper, but it didn't take off. Has now created arguably you know one of the biggest brands. You know what? He's definitely in the top five, isn't it? He's taking on the big boys, isn't he? Goalkeeping gloves, you know, and yeah. he, you know the biggest goalkeepers in the world wear wear his gloves. So that is a cracking podcast. We've recorded that already. I do want to mention if you do listen to that, he mentions that he doesn't think that Nick Pope will get into the World Cup squad. So that was we basically recorded it about four or five days mm. before, um, and he looks after Nick, so it wasn't anything bad. But basically. Um, Nick's in, and we're over the bloody moon about it. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure Celsius, uh, Celsius as well, because his gloves are off to the World Cup. Uh, so thanks for listening. Um, any suggestions of guests? Do send us through. We'll basically we'll be getting them. Um, I'm away for a little bit. I'm going on holiday for a couple of weeks, so we'll try and get a remote one done. Yeah. Um, are you around next week? Um, I am. Oh no! Do you know what? I'm not. 
No, what I meant is, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm away. I'm going to America. Um, are you around on the 11th? Um, Monday the 11th. Possibly, we'll yeah. Try and do possibly. One or we can try and do one over the phone like we did that time yeah. when I was in that secret yeah. location. Uh, so that's it. Thank you very much for listening. That has been our season review. We'll be uh, speaking to all the footballers to give them their golden big biro uh, pens. Um, David, anything to add? Uh, no, just uh, enjoy your World Cup, everyone. Oh, have a bloody good World Cup. Go and buy Glove Story uh, on Amazon. Um, keep um, dreaming, um, keep believing. And that's saved by What's His Chops the other night for uh, uh, Inter Milan. Sebastian Fry. Oh, my God. Wow. It wow, gave honestly. Me, gave me belief. I, I uh, mean, he, he probably couldn't get that high when he was playing. He, I mean, I don't, oh, I don't know how he's getting that high. Because he, he, he's not small, and that is not me being horrible, but he's not He's, <laughs> no, not, a, he's not. He's not a slight man. In the, that save. And the, but it's the ponytail as it's well. The pony, it's oh, everything about yeah. it. He looks like he owns a club in Marbella. Yeah, I, I he, would not like to owe that man money. No, absolutely <laughs> not. That was absolutely top draw. Uh, we'll have a little retweet of that so you know what we're talking about. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this has been the number one podcast. I've been Lloyd Griffith. Thank you very much. And this is... David Priest. And he wants to say... Bye-bye. <laughs>